0: breaking news. Judge Brett Kavanaugh this time tomorrow night will now be called Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Big, big news. Susan Collins gave an amazing, incredible speech on the Senate floor today about 40, 45 minutes about why, why she is voting yes to confirm Judge Kavanaugh. I'm going to share some of those highlights with you here in a moment, but she basically laid out like a prosecutor. Hey, here's how he is on Obamacare. Here's how he he is uh, on the subject of abortion. Here's why about these allegations we'll get to in a moment. I mean, some very, very powerful speech. Give yourself some time to go watch it because it was all based on those crazy things called facts. Also, Democrat, Democrat Senator Joe Manchin out of West Virginia, he also came out and said he is a yes now to confirm Judge Kavanaugh, obviously putting Judge Kavanaugh over the top to be confirmed tomorrow in Saturday's vote. We're gonna show you a little bit from Senator Joe Manchin as well. Then I'm gonna give you my analysis on Senator Heidi Heitkamp voting no, voting no on Judge Kavanaugh. In my opinion, as a former attorney general herself, former prosecutor, she is setting a very scary, very serious, very scary precedent. If you are a mom with a son, if you're a sister, you've got a brother, if you're a wife, I'm gonna explain to you what I mean specifically. We're gonna start tonight though with Senator Susan Collins today on the Senate floor in her speech. And in her speech, she took some time, and this is just some of it. I mean, it was very powerful how she laid this out, but she took some time addressing Dr. Ford's allegations against Brett Kavanaugh.
1: Mr. President, I listened carefully to Christine Blasey Ford's testimony before the Judiciary Committee. I found her testimony to be sincere, painful, and compelling. I believe that she is a survivor of a sexual assault and that this trauma has upended her life. Nevertheless, the four witnesses she named could not corroborate any of the events of that evening gathering where she says the assault occurred. The facts presented do not mean that, President, that Professor Ford was not sexually assaulted that night or at some other time. But they do lead me to conclude that the allegations failed to meet THE MORE LIKELY THAN NOT STANDARD. THEREFORE, I DO NOT BELIEVE THAT THESE CHARGES CAN FAIRLY PREVENT JUDGE KAVANAUGH FROM SERVING ON THE
0: COURT. VERY POWERFUL SPEECH AGAIN THERE FROM SENATOR SUSAN COLLINS. LOOK, I TOLD YOU LAST THURSDAY AFTER DR. Ford's TESTIMONY I, too, believe that something happened to her. Very, very compelling witness last Thursday as she testified under oath. And as you heard there from Senator Collins, not one, not one of the four witnesses that Dr. Ford alleges were there could corroborate her story. In fact, they denied it. So much so that her friend uh, Kaiser says, I don't even know who Brett Kavanaugh is. So here's where we're at with that situation. Now it becomes a he said, she said, they said And what really is going on here is the the four alleged witnesses are saying it's not true they weren't there they don't know what dr ford is talking about so you've got to have some sort of corroboration if you're going to go out there and obviously just skewer brett kavanaugh his family and his two daughters now i want to share with you just what senator joe manchin said as well just outside his office he was there Uh, He was talking about his yes vote. There was reporters there, there was protesters. Uh, He also came out and said, hey look, I feel the FBI did a very thorough investigation. But at one point he was asked, do you believe Dr. Ford? Listen closely to his response. I I believe Dr. Ford. Something happened to Dr. Ford. I don't believe that the facts showed that it was Brett Kavanaugh, but I believe something happened. You
2: think it was someone else that did it?
0: I think something happened to her, and I just, there was no way, no way at all that we could see. So again, th- this is about facts. We're talking about uh, two people here that, have, that are one saying no, one saying yes, the he said, she said, they said, but you've got to look at the facts, and he just said, I don't believe the facts show was Brett Kavanaugh, and there was no way, no way at all that we could see that it was Brett Kavanaugh that did this based on the facts. I bring that up because I also want to remind you about some other facts based on the memo from the prosecutor, Rachel Mitchell. She stated in her memo a few, I think, very important things. Dr. Ford did not offer a consistent account of when the alleged assault took place. Dr. Ford does not remember who invited her to the party, how she got there, how she got home, where the party was. Um, and moreover, which I think is is another powerful situation or position to look at is that no one's come forward for her no one has come forward and said hey look you know I remember that party Uh, I remember you know I was the person that took you home we've not had one person step up and communicate that in any way shape or form so I want to lay that foundation for you tonight as we begin to analyze Senator Heidi Heitkamp's reason for voting no on Judge Kavanaugh one thing I do want to share with you, uh, Senator Heitkamp, in her defense, also mentioned, look, I did not agree with his temperament, the way he, that he was questioning back and forth with Senator Amy Klobuchar. She also didn't feel that he was going to be an unbiased jurist on the court. So that was part of a reason. But the other part was this. We had our D.C. Bureau get a chance to sit down and visit with her yesterday and, and flat out asked her, so what was it? What broke the camel's back? Why did you finally vote no?
2: In the world that I came from, which is... Um, uh, legal world, I guess, and and looking at what happens when a victim comes forward. Um, One of the most important things you can do for victims, even if as a prosecutor you can't prosecute the crime, is if you believe them to say you believe them. And I believed her. I believed her. And you know it doesn't mean that uh, I didn't believe him, but I believed her that it happened, and I thought it was important, and I continue to believe it's important um, to say I I went when that's my judgment. That my judgment is that she was telling the truth.
0: So you just heard a former attorney general, a former prosecutor, suggest that she believes both people. I'm going to get to that in a moment. But what concerns me as a, someone who's a former attorney general, a former prosecutor, using no facts. She went to go see the FBI investigation. She actually tweeted out last Thursday when there was the idea of, hey, let's extend this for a week. She was supportive of an FBI investigation, saying it's going to be an unbiased way to get to some of the facts. She goes and reads the FBI report. You just heard from Senator Collins and Senator Manchin that there's no facts to back up. Judge, Ka- or Judge Kavanaugh was there and did this. There's no facts to corroborate Dr. Ford's story, and yet You've got a former attorney general, now U.S. senator going, you know, I'm going to believe her based on my judgment, which she's got the right to do. That's fine. But you're then talking about, I'm going to vote no to putting somebody on the Supreme Court, not based on facts, but based on your own personal judgment through what many are calling the smear campaign. To me, that should be very concerning to you. And I want to share with you quickly here something that's even more powerful because you heard her say, hey, I think you can believe both. I believe both people. Which, for a lot of us, that's a mind scramble. You go believe both. I don't quite follow you. So kudos to our D.C. reporter because he said, "Wait a second. You said you believe both. How can you believe both?" Here's Senator Heitkamp's response. Kavanaugh. I think I think he could have, have no. Though, I right?
2: think he could have no recollection of this event.
0: So you think he must have blacked out? Or no, just no. no
2: I don't. I, I, I think I think that that it may not have been as significant to him as it certainly was to her. Um, and, and so, so it's, 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 it's a matter of perception. I think you can believe both.
0: Former attorney general, former prosecutor, now U.S. Senator saying that the truth is a matter of perception. I just want to talk, if you're a woman right now watching the show, I just want to talk directly to you for a moment. Because like I said earlier, if you're a wife, if you've got a son, uh, if you're a sister of a brother, and knowing that these allegations can can have now happen to anybody, we've seen this. Today is the anniversary, it's the one-year anniversary of the Me Too movement. This can happen to anybody. And I think we all would agree, if there's somebody that's been sexually assaulted, absolutely, they should be come, for- come forward, they should be heard, and obviously the person should be prosecuted if there's information there to back up those stories. But for somebody who is a former attorney general to say that now truth is about perception, that is a very, very scary precedent for your son, for your brother, for your husband. In my opinion, obviously one we want to know your opinion. But I also want to take it one step further, because you just heard Senator Heitkamp say it's about perception, I believe her. The challenging piece though, is that even in Dr. Ford's testimony, There were a lot of holes in her testimony. I mentioned a few of them there, but I want to bring up one specifically. If you may remember, uh, Dr. Ford was supposed to testify on a Monday. She said, no, I can't testify on a Monday. I want to testify on a Thursday. Also, remember the polygraph test. And there's a lot more to the story, but I want to talk about this piece here specifically with the prosecutor. So she says, I can't can't testify on a Monday. I'm gonna testify on a Thursday because I can't fly. I can't fly, I can't be in confined spaces. Here's prosecutor Rachel Mitchell asking her about flying.
1: That was certainly what I was hoping was to avoid having to get on an airplane, but I eventually was able to uh, get up the gumption with the help of some friends and get on the plane. In fact, you fly fairly frequently for your hobbies and you've had to fly for your work. Is that true? Correct, unfortunately. I also saw on your CV that you list the following interests of surf travel, and you, in parentheses, put Hawaii, Costa Rica, South Pacific Islands, and French Polynesia. Have you been all to those places? Correct. By airplane? Yes. And your interests also include oceanography, uh, Hawaiian and Tahitian culture. Did you travel by air as a part of those interests? Correct. Thank you very
0: much. It's easier for me to travel going that direction when it's a vacation. Easier for me to travel that direction when it's a vacation, when you are saying, hey, this is one of the most memorable moments of your life and we're trying to get to the truth and then you say, hey, we can't fly. I guess I'm trying to piece it together. I'm having a challenge with that. Again, would love to know your point of view considering that a former attorney general is saying, I'm gonna believe her based on my own judgment. So. Clearly, it's one thing for me to sit here and have this conversation with you about this. What tonight I want to do is a woman called us last night from the show. We had Congressman Kevin Kramer on responding to Senator Heitkamp's no vote. Uh, and An incredibly courageous woman called in and talked about an incident that she went through. Very, very challenging. But I want you to listen to what she has to say about what happened to her and how she remembers what took place.
3: Just wanted to say this thing over Kavanaugh has really, um, uh, brought some things to memory and it was about 60 years ago. I was raped by a family member and I can remember everything, uh, that happened pretty much. Uh, I never could handle alcohol very well, uh, but, uh, this, family member took advantage of me and I can remember where it happened when it happened and the reason why it happened and uh, I don't need to write it down on a paper and read it like this Ford has done there's so many holes in her story and so many lies they have found her to have said um, anyway and this is 60 years ago almost
0: First and foremost, thank you for having the courage to call in and share that story with us, and you can deduce what you want uh, based on what she's saying there of her experience versus Dr. Ford's experience. I've not had that experience, so I'm not going to sit here and say one is right, one's wrong. That's not what I'm here to do. All I'm sharing is a couple different stories here to experience, and that person obviously is sharing hers, and we appreciate her doing that. So. I want to know your point of view. How do you feel about the fact that Senator Heitkamp is saying, look, I'm I'm making this decision based on my own judgment, um, even though there's no corroboration, uh, or at least at this point, not a lot of facts to back up why she's making such a decision. Now, with that being said.